Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 1037. W-E-E-I. All right, back here on the Mark and Kitchen Show, Hour 2. Uh, the Red Sox fired high and bloom this week. I was not expecting that move to happen. I wasn't expecting the Red Sox to make um, such an explosive announcement in the middle of the week this week uh, with season and games still left to play. I just, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of things that I think what well, was your reaction ask, to the move made by the Sox this week? Kish? L- let me ask you real quick. Yep. Why were you really all that surprised? I mean, they did it to Dombrowski a few years ago, same similar timing um, in the middle of a big series. I think it was a Yankees series as well when they did it. And over the last like week and a half or two weeks, you started hearing rumblings of names actually coming out of guys they are interested in. So I, I don't know why you're all that surprised. The reason I'm surprised is because this whole era that was the high and bloom experience flabbergasted mm-hmm. me. I never <laughs> understood enough. what his motivations were. I never understood what his identity was supposed to be as the chief executive officer of the Boston Red Sox, I I never understood why it was like he had access to the hottest club in the city and never went on the dance floor and never ordered a drink. It was like he didn't want to participate. And I I can't understand so many things in association with this situation. I mean, first of all, you know, who was calling the shots? Who was the one that made the decision to not re-sign Mookie Betts, okay? Was that the owners? Was that, I, I don't think it was Sam Kennedy. Was it High and Bloom? Who made that call? That never made sense to me, okay? Because See, I, I happen to think, so go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I that one is the move that I never put blame on High and Bloom for, ever. No, we don't. That was always, to me, that was always an ownership move, not okay. a Sam Kennedy. Uh, say, well, first of all, now, that's another call. What does Sam Kennedy do? I don't know what Sam Kennedy does. Do you understand me? He comes out, he speaks for the team. I I don't know what he does. Like, other than be Wally. Like, I don't know what he does. So, that confuses me. He's basically the the voice of ownership. That's really what his job is. Okay. So, he's the voice of ownership. Because it's it's a a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uncomfortable. having him come out and not hearing from the owners in these big moments where things happen. You know, the Mook- I think that the Mookie Betts weekend ended High and Bloom's career here. I think it was Mookie Betts and the way he played and the way that weekend went that ultimately was the final straw. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was the trade deadline and the inactivity. I just don't understand. You knew what High and Bloom was when you hired him. Um, so I, I give ownership. This is an organizational failure. This is not just High and Bloom. I also, here's oh, another thing I don't understand. Why is Alex Cora treated like Bill Belichick? 
That makes uh, that zero sense to me. Zero. Okay? We're talking about this guy like, you know, he's won all these titles and he's done all these things. He was, he was basically disgraced and had to sit out a year for cheating. The mm-hmm. team has had... When they were when they were defending World Series champions, they come it came out as flat as can be. That was a, a managerial failure. I don't understand why this guy. I, I think his attitude towards High and Bloom has spilled over into some of the players. I, I yep. don't understand why he's treated like Bill Belichick. He hasn't earned that, so that makes no sense to me either. Okay. No, it, it is weird because he is almost more in a weird way seemingly revered by red sox fans than francona was yeah he gets more credit than francona ever did and i don't understand that i I like alex cora okay we also had a guy high in bloom who i'm gonna just say it i was shocked shocked when they hired him when core was coming off of the suspension for cheating and the Sox retained alex cora high in bloom i mean what a perfect opportunity to get your own guy in there to kind of make your own way as red is the guy running the red Sox, especially you had the perfect excuse the guy was coming off of a, of a suspension and a bad season a bad season why you would ever keep him is beyond me i give credit to bloom for doing that because then afterwards you kept you kept them and they ended up mm. in the alcs and see i i don't know about that i i don't know if they because that could have been something like there's just a you know backroom deal like hey eat this and you're, you're coming back. It's guaranteed. It could have just come down from ownership where it was guaranteed that he was coming back. So then could here we are again, who's calling the shots. Who's That's running the Red Sox. Who's making these decisions on the manager on Mookie Betts, the big players, the, the free agent signings. I, I don't know what we're doing here. You know, cause if the ownership is calling the shots, why didn't they make high and bloom go sign some big name guys and be more involved in the trade deadline acquisitions and, and, and spend more money. Why didn't they make that happen if they were calling these shots? It's a fair question. It's a very fair question. You know, and if you were going to not do that, why did you fire him? You know, because I, I, you knew what his MO was. You knew what type of team, you know, what, what his style was. You knew where he came from. You knew who he learned under. You knew what his MO was. I don't understand why you fired him. Because it looks like he did build up some things and did some things well here. Um, I just think if, if that's what you ultimately wanted, you should have made him go do it. I don't know why you didn't make him do it. That doesn't make sense to me. You're either trying well, to pay. We can look at them doing some things well. And then ultimately we look at the results and go last place, last place, last place. Right. Three last place. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to end up finishing last place here. Maybe you get fourth in the division. You flip flop it with uh, with the Yankees, but ultimately, I, I think you're going to be last. Three last place AL East finishes. And yes, we can look at it and be like, hey, this was a nice signing. Uh, Yoshida was nice. Um, a couple of these other guys have come up and done well for you. Granted, they weren't high and bloom uh, acquisitions in any way, shape, or form. But ultimately, you can say, hey, you did a couple of things nice, but the results are what they are. You finished last place three times. I don't know. I mean, I just it, it confuses me because of where there's just too many things here that just don't add up. OK, and it's like, you know, the Bloom core relationship 
never really made sense to me. Again, why would Alex Cora have such hard feelings towards High and Bloom? And he's calling him, he's a good kid. What an insult. That's an absolute that is, insult. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alex Cora's attitude, does, it, it is bothering me. Um, how it seems like he thinks he knows all the, has all the answers and everything like that. And it's like, okay, you won a World Series in 2018. By the way, there were cheating allegations. And you were proven to have cheated on top of that before right. that. Um, I don't, I don't get it. And here's the reality too. What I just said about high and bloom is true for Alex Cora. Three last place finishes. Right. And again, it's, it's on everyone, but the manager has something to do with that. We just, because again, he won in his first year and then, you know, I, I think this is what happened, Ben. I think this is what happened. Um, no, it isn't what happened because they weren't good in 2019. Okay, no. they weren't. It's not like they were good. They 84 won 84 and 78. They were what? 80, 84 and 78. Okay, so they were okay, but it, it started poorly and they never could get out of the, the hole that they dug. Mm-hmm. It, it just, here's another thing that didn't make sense to me. It, it was reported this week, I or who initially gave, uh, filed the report, but they had an offer for Chris Sale last year. Bloom didn't make the move. He didn't like the prospects. Why that? Why would you do that, though? And then when Mookie Betts was going to be traded, you you take Alex Verdugo and Jeter Downs. I mean, and no pitching. That was yeah. really, I mean, you look at Mookie Betts with where he was in his career, and that was an okay um, exchange for Mookie Betts, those guys, those players. But Chris Sale, who was injured, the contract was a disaster. You just want to get rid of the contract. You're, oh, and you're by, saying by the no because you don't like the return? That made no to sense add to me. That, it, it wasn't just the prospects in return. The reality was the other team, according to the report, was going to eat the entire contract. They were going to take on the entirety of Chris Sale's contract. So there's times when you look at it and go, that's a win. If I can free up all of that money... I don't care as much about the prospects that are coming back because you know what? Now I get flexibility. This is a problem in baseball. And I think it's one of high and Bloom's biggest problems and guys like him, their biggest problem. They think they have to win the trade on the day of the trade. That's not how it works. You got to win the trade over the next three months. And sometimes you might be bringing back lesser talent, but it's actually the right thing for your team. You don't worry so much about what the other team is getting. You worry about how it's building your team up. So sometimes you do trade a better player for maybe two or three guys that aren't as good. The Nomar Garcia power trade. Perfect example. Where Nomar was better than all of those guys. He's clearly better than all of those guys that you brought back. I, I just... But, but um, the short step that you brought back, well, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I can see his face, but I can't remember Orlando his name. Cabrera. Doug Orlando Cabrera. They were better for the team. That's how it works. But he couldn't see it that way. I just don't understand. You bring in this guy. He does some good things. You know his MO. If you want Bloom to be more aggressive, why didn't you make that clear? You were obviously in his ear about Alex Cora. I mean, it's clear that ownership had factored into that decision about Mookie Betts. You know, you're not going to bring a guy in and say, all right, now trade the best. You know, a guy's not going to come in and then immediately trade the best player. I I can't imagine he had the balls to do that 
and then never had the balls to do anything else while he was here. That doesn't make any no, sense. No, that, that's me. why I've said the the Mookie bets that that was ownership's directive. We're right. not going to pay this guy. Get the deal that you can, and he was limited. He was limited. So I again, I don't even when you would look at the return for Mookie Betts, I still don't even hang that over High and Bloom's head because he's back into you, a corner. If you look around the organization and you say, okay, he's done some things well, and I'll list some of the things he's done well. He's enhanced Please. the prospect pipeline in the farm system. All right, fine. We don't know how good Supposedly. it is, but it looks more promising right now. This year, he solidified the back end of the bullpen. That was pretty good. He did add some value in the lineup that, to me, was a good lineup all year long. They had pieces. They had grit. They were clutch. I mean, they had Justin Turner and Adam Duvall, and Yoshida was a nice signing. They did some good things. Bloom did some good things with the lineup this year. If you wanted him to be more aggressive going after stars and at the trade deadline, I don't understand why you didn't make that clear to him. And I also don't understand if you didn't make it clear to him why that wouldn't excite High and Bloom. Wouldn't that excite anybody in that position? I mean, I don't know. I've never been an executive in Major League Baseball. But, hey, you have an open checkbook to go get some of the best, biggest name talent stars out there in the game and really make your mark on the game, on this legacy. I mean, you know, it's cool to be known as the guy that brought player X to a team that helped you get over the hump to win the World Series. You're always remembered. We're always going to remember Dan Duquette. Whether it was good or bad or the Clemens thing, fine. He brought here Pedro Martinez and Manny Ramirez. He yep. will always be connected to the Red Sox. And low. Yeah, he'll always be connected to the Red Sox in association with the championship, even if they didn't give him a ring. He, that's He's a huge part of it, and that's a huge part of his legacy. He was the one that signed that guy. You know, he was the one that brought in the guy that helped get them over the top. That's a big part of an executive's legacy. And why you wouldn't want to you know, go after something like that befuddles me. That would, I would think that'd be one of the best parts of your job. Open checkbook, go get a star. We talk about this roster and like, Hey, you got some nice pieces there. Do you believe in the war stat? No, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know me, I I'm an old school guy. I look at what I'm seeing on the field. Yeah. But you, you know, you know the, what the stat is and you know know that it's, it's fairly representative. When yes, you look back and look at it, you go, okay, that makes sense. So right now, their team leader in war is Brian Bayo. 3.9. You've had a couple other 3.9 seasons. Dustin Pedroia in uh, 2014 when they were atrocious, 71 and 91. I'm not going to count the, uh, the, the uh, 2020, the COVID-shortened, messed-up season. I'm not going to count that. I just went through and looked through the entirety of Red Sox history. And I went down and looked, when's the last time you had your team leader in war was below 3.9? I had to go back 90 years to 1933. <laughs> that tells me a lot. That tells me that the construction of you, you don't have anyone that's any good. If your team leader's at 3.9 and you have to go back to 1933, all the way back to find someone lesser than, that kind of tells me where you're at right now. Nobody on your team's that good. Nobody. Well, that yeah. 
and you could talk about all the different box office appeal type of stuff and who's here and who's, you know, really bringing in the fans. But it comes down to, I just think he mismanaged the whole, and he lost the opportunity that comes with being in charge of the Red Sox. You you go out, you get guys. Even see the problem is, but not getting guys are you all? You're also not. Not only are you not giving the team a chance to get the best players on the field, but you're also missing opportunities to make the team more relevant. You know what yeah. I mean? Even when Theo signed uh, Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford and it ended up in a disaster, Pablo Sandoval, whoever that was, I forget if that was Charrington. Or, at least they I don't were think relevant. that was Theo. That, that was, was they were relevant. You know what I mean? And hey, that's good. And you try, and the team thinks you're going for it, and you're trying to win, and. You know, you got to find ways to be relevant if you can while getting guys on the field that are able to produce. And he just, it just never felt like he was comfortable making the big swing. And now he's out of a job. And I don't know if there was conversations leading up to that or if last year they told him, look, we're, we're looking to be more aggressive this year. And they weren't or he wasn't, which would also make no sense to me. It, it, the whole thing was very bizarre. It was very confusing. I don't know why they brought him in here knowing his M.O. I don't know why he, when he got here he didn't adapt to having the, the deep pockets and being a Red Sox um, representative in terms of going out and getting the big prize guys. And I also want to know, is this going to mean Shohei Otani is available or Shohei Otani is an option for this team? Is that a guy that they would be committed to going after based on this move? That's another question I'd have. Um, we got to go to break. We can answer that question. When we get back. Let's get it trending. We'll try to squeeze in a little NFL, a little bit more around the league stuff, and we got rapid fire. This is the Martin Kitchen Show, 103.7 WEEI. Now, here's what's trending. On okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 